This is episode 51 of African in American with your girl Sixa Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love family. I hope you all are doing well. I'm doing amazing. The family is doing amazing. Also, before we start this episode, you know that you love the show. Okay. You know you love Six the Goddess. I'm like that. Them bag of chips in church that someone's eating and you're like, why are they crunching? But low-key, you want one of them chips. That's me. I know. I know sometimes I can be a little um a little strong in my opinions, but y'all know that low-key. Deep down inside, you really do love me. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. Come on. Go ahead, press pause. Go and press subscribe. Go ahead and leave a five-star review. You know you want to. Thank you in advance. This episode of African and American is brought to you by the Young Queens in Training Program. Taught by myself, Six the Goddess. This is going to be on, excuse me, on November 3rd at 1 p.m. in Atlanta, Georgia. If you would like to purchase a ticket, um, you can do so by sending me an email at sixthegoddess at yahoo.com. Another sponsor of this week's show is Nubian Reigns. Check out Nubian Reigns with all kind of products for beautiful black girls. Um, they are a sponsor of the Young Queens in Training program. And I want to spend send a special shout out to them. Um, now, I just want to say this real quick because this has been all in the news lately and it's killing me. It's just irking my soul. I just want to talk briefly about the presidential election. Okay. I am beginning, this is what I'm beginning to realize, and I've realized this in the past few days, and it's kind of blowing my mind. I've realized that even some white people do not understand the extent that white supremacy goes to. It's so funny to me when I see the headlines that are like, Oh, we're going to impeach Donald Trump. You can get ready to get out of here, sir. And I just laughed to myself because I'm like, how cute. So y'all really think that you have power or say so in who the president is or whether they stay in office or get out of office. Like, it's so cute to see these little white people like filing their little paperwork. Like, we're going to get him out of there. Sweetie, baby, have a seat. Okay, the system of white supremacy is the most complex, most powerful system that this planet has ever seen. And if you even attempt to downplay it, disrespect it in any way, you can be assured. I mean, you can set your clock to it that there will be backlash. White supremacy does not mind killing anybody to protect it. White supremacy does not mind shutting anyone down, silencing someone. It does not mind. I I say, you know, save your time. Let your time be precious. Save your time on voting for the president. 
You don't pick the president. Um, this is this country is not a democracy. Okay, it's an illusion of a democracy. And the way this this government works is it keeps people on a hamster wheel and it keeps telling them, well, if you just vote, you'll get this. Well, if you just vote for this policy, you'll get that. And it keeps people in this constant cycle of voting and waiting that never happens. And I'm, and I'm talking about for black people. I'm not really talking about other people. I don't really care. I'm talking more so about us. Okay, um, the way that this government works, whoever they want to be the president is going to be the president. It does not matter who the people vote for. It does not matter what paperwork you all file. Okay, the president is chosen. The president that is chosen is chosen by the system of white supremacy. And it's, it's always in place to protect them and their interests. Okay, so when I see our people like campaigning so hard for people in the presidential elections, it's just like, why? Just why? Why are you doing that? Don't you have something better to do? I feel like if you just have to vote, vote local, vote for your mayors, you know, vote, vote for your commissioners. But when it comes to the presidential election, like, I don't understand why this is so hard for people to understand. Like, people legit be putting their faith in voting. Like, if we just vote, then we'll be free from this or this will change. Like, people really be believing that. Even with all the evidence and consistent patterns that have been bestowed upon us, there are people, black people, that still have faith in this system. When I see trash like Kamala Harris actually having supporters like this trash actually has people holding up signs with her name on it and I'm just like y'all will support people like Kamala Harris but you won't support people that are actually for you you won't support black people who are really for your interests which really blows my mind Kamala Harris, Camel Harris, Carmel Harris. I don't know how to say the girl name. Kamala Harris. This woman has literally come out of her mouth and said, I ain't doing shit for you, nigga. She has literally came out and said that. And she still got supporters. And it's just like, what do you call this? Because when it comes to things like voting, religion, and white folks, it's like black people see consistent patterns in all of these things. And still believe it. Is it just a comfort thing? Is it like, well, I'm comfortable believing this because I believed it for so long. So I'm just going to let it ride. Like, what exactly is it? Because I, I don't understand. You cannot present me with facts, cold, hard facts. You cannot present me with patterns. You cannot present me with clear consistencies and have me say, well, I see all that, but I still believe because that's what I see niggas doing. Like you have clear evidence that Jesus is not real. And niggas are like, well, I would hate to die and be wrong and have him really be real and be in hell. Clear, consistent patterns about your government, about white supremacy. And niggas are like, well, we, we still got to vote. We can't complain if we don't vote. That's my pet peeve. That shit make my butt itch. Like when people say we can't complain because we ain't vote. How dare you? Shut up. You know not of what you speak. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, stop it, y'all. Stop wasting your time. Value your time enough to say, I'm not going to do something that is for no reason. I'm not standing in line voting for something that's not really going to make a difference. It's not really going to change anything. And I don't even have any real say-so. I think it's become very easy to make Donald Trump like the hated poster child of, like, white men. I really believe that. I think that it has become a Donald Trump issue and not a system as a whole that affects the whole world. Donald Trump is white supremacy. He is racism. He is the poster child of the rich white man in America. But it's too many. It's become too easy, especially for white folks just to be like, I hate Trump. And then black people think, then black people are giving that white person a ticket to the barbecue. Okay, as soon as a white person says, I hate Trump, all the black people are like, yeah, you're invited to the cookout. Baby, they're not saying, let me tell you something. When you hear white folks saying that they don't like Trump, they are not saying that because he's racist. Because in white people's minds, Racism is not that bad because it's not something that negatively affects them. It actually positively affects them and puts them in a higher position. So, you know, when they say, oh, oh, I, oh, I hate Trump, baby, they're saying that because it's something that Trump didn't do for them. Okay, Trump probably messed up some tax break for them or something like that, but they're not saying it because he's racist. When it comes to racism for them, it's like, eh, I know white people love to say, well, I know he's racist, but he does like, that's their favorite line. They will tell you how they know he's racist, but there's still something about him that's a positive, you know, white folks ain't canceling other white folks for being racist. Absolutely not. Uh, But I think that what they do is deflect that they are still a part of the system as a whole and they still benefit from that system by throwing that person under the bus. Like white people have to get caught being like openly blatantly racist in order for other white people to like admit that they're racist. Like they have to literally get caught calling us niggas for white people to be like, oh, yeah, they're racist. Like if it's not that, then they, they stay in on code. So it's like with Trump, what it has become is, oh, we can just blame him. We can just blame all the racism on him. We can just blame him for all our issues. Yet we still get to have our system in place. We still get to be comfortable. We still get to have the advantage. Like that's kind of how it is when it comes to Trump in my eyes for people. Stop making him the, the racist punching bag for everyone. And and stop letting these white folks flex with y'all talking about, I hate Trump, I hate Trump. Meanwhile, they won't tell you that they voted for him. You know what I mean? So I just want to put that out there. Stop campaigning for this trash. Not a single one of these candidates have spoken about what they're going to do for us uh, specifically. Um, And it's not going to happen because we don't have enough money. I'm not going to say we don't have enough money. I'm going to say we're not willing to make the sacrifices needed to pull money together to fund our own politicians. Just have several seats. Okay. Stop giving them free marketing. 
Stop wasting your time and stop blaming Donald Trump for everything. Okay, Donald Trump is a pawn in a bigger system. Black people just, we, we got to do better. Okay, we got to stop chasing waterfalls. This is a discussion that um, some of the guys were having at the barber shop last week. And I don't think y'all know how much of my content I get from barbershop conversations. Like, <laughs> I guess maybe that's why I have a different viewpoint of black men, because I guess I hear them a lot and expressing themselves in their most like open, vulnerable form, which is at the barbershop. I guess that I spend, you know, so much time like listening to them and hearing the way they think that that's why I, in my mind, I just feel like sometimes I have a different outlook on black men and they're really not as complicated as I think we make them seem. And we really have a lot more power and control in their our dealings with them than we than we really know as women. I think that we really underestimate the power that we have to kind of demand certain levels of uh respect or understanding from them. I guess that's why I kind of go so hard um when it comes to us understanding each other as men and women because I know it's possible you just have to stop thinking the way you think when it comes to the opposite sex and for example you know when I have sisters that I'm counseling and I'm like telling them like okay this is the way he's going to process it or this is the way he thinks she has to tell me in her mind well that doesn't make sense or he shouldn't think that way and I'm like see when you're dealing with a person, sometimes you got to speak in their language in order to get, in order to communicate. I can't go to Spain and get mad. Like I'm going to speak English and you need to understand what I'm saying. No, I'm in Spain. They speak Spanish. I need to speak their language. If I, if I want to communicate what I want or need, it is the same when it comes to communicating with the opposite sex. As a woman, you cannot say, well, I'm not doing that because I don't like the way that sounds or I don't like, I don't want to do that. Well, then, I mean, good luck on getting through to him or good luck on having a relationship with a man because you're going to have to speak his language in some kind of way in order for you two to resolve conflict and to have a long-standing relationship. And it goes the same for men. Men cannot say, well... This is how it is, or this is what I meant, or this. No, it's about how do how does the woman communicate? It's about how is she going to interpret that? It's not about the way you would interpret it or what you would think. If you want her to understand you, you got to speak her language. This is something I think is very important for us to develop as black man and woman. I see it happen too much where we are constantly complaining about how the other sex does not do what we need them to do, or we don't like the way they do something, well, it's going to require communication. Instead of complaining about what we don't want, let's learn how to communicate what we do want. And in order to do that, you have to speak that sexist language. I wanted to put that out there real quick, but that was not the main thing we're going to talk about in this segment. <laughs> so anyway, back to the conversation that was being had. So it was a brother and he was talking about how 
he had taken a trip and when he went on a trip, it was like so many girls was on him. And this is dead ass what he was saying. And I'm not lying. Like I'm, I'm this shit going to sound wild when I, I say like what this man was saying out loud, but I swear this is verbatim what he was saying. He was like, yeah, you know, I got a girl, but you know, man, I went overseas and you know, they was just on a nigga. Like I'm talking about, you know, they was just begging for it. You know what I mean? What am I supposed to do, bruh? You know what I mean? Like I'm a man. I mean, I, I ain't going to say no, but for so many times before, you know, I, I mean, of course I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give her what she want. You know what I mean? I'm a man. And, and, and my shorty, I don't know why she don't understand that. Like she constantly trying to make me be something I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm just not that kind of guy to be with one woman. So I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I don't know why my shorty be trying to make me, you know, be that, be monogamous. So then another dude was like, yeah, my chick told me this morning, listen, I don't, I don't care what you do, uh, with, with these hoes out here, just make sure they know who I am and know I'm the main chick. How many times have we heard a woman say this? Just make sure they know who I am and know I'm the main chick. Make sure I don't find out about nothing and you good. That women have gotten so desperate now instead of just. Being feminine and choosing mates that want to commit, the solution is he can have other women and he can cheat just as long as they know I'm number one. Like that's where this is coming to. This is how severe the levels of desperation have gotten. So he was like, yeah, my chick said I could do what I want, you know, just make sure they know who she is. So then he was like, man, I wish my shorty would do that, man. I, I would be a happy man, man. I would be set. I wish, you know, so I'm just sitting here and I'm, my stomach is like turning the whole time I'm listening to this and, and I'm just cringing the whole time. And I'm just like, uh, so I wasn't going to say anything, but then y'all know me, how outspoken I am. I just had to do it. <laughs> I had to just, you know, throw my little two cents in there. So, um. I asked the brother one question. I asked the brother one question and I said, um, I said, brother, if sleeping around with multiple women is so great, then why don't you just break up with your girl and be single? I said, why not? Why not just be single if it's so hard to be monogamous? So then he, Again, like, I don't know if y'all hear be hearing when I be saying this. I'm like, sometimes if you just ask someone, like, why did you do that? When they get that dumbfounded look on their face, you can pretty much, it tells you how many humans do stupid shit for no reason. They don't even know why they do stupid shit. So when I ask him the question, like, he gets a look on his face like, like, uh, and I was like, no, seriously. I was like, you're, you're saying that. You know, it's just the best thing ever to like sleep around with different women. So I would think that you would just be a single guy so that, you know, if you sleeping around, I mean, you're not really cheating no one but yourself. So he was like, well, you know how it is, you know, you, you, you got to have, you know, a main shorty to hold you down, you know, take care of you. You know what I mean? And I was like, so you are subconsciously admitting 
that these women that you're sleeping with don't hold you down, don't care about you, and don't take care of you. And he looking like, uh, he looking like I wasn't expecting this. But I, and I wasn't even saying it like with an attitude. I was legit like looking for an answer from bruh. Like, help me understand this. I was like, so technically sleeping around with these chicks ain't really what it's cracked up to be. I said, because you, you're not letting go of your girlfriend because you know that you need real support. I was like, so you can't not have a girl but sleep around. Because then you would feel like you ain't had no one that really cared about you or no one that really supported you. Like you, you, you're basically saying that you can't operate without your balance, without a woman, which of course you can't because you're not meant to. So you're saying you can't, you can't, you can't just be single and just sleep around because you know, it's not really going to fulfill you if you don't have that person in your life that actually care if you live or die, I said, I, I said, I guarantee you half of these chicks you sleeping with, they will rob you in a second. They don't care about you. If you die tomorrow, they want to send flowers to your funeral. I said, so the truth is, you know, that being single for the birds, the truth is, you know, these women don't care about you. Okay. I said, I said, so what you describing brother is more so of a selfishness and weakness and and a compulsive and an impulsive habit it's not really fulfill your relationship is what is fulfilling to you that's what you don't want to let go you see what i'm saying if 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 sleeping around was all that you wouldn't have a girl i said but you know that you can't operate in your best without that female balance i said so you know, I said, you have to value your penis as a man to say, I'm not giving myself to no woman who don't care about me. Okay. And a part of a woman caring about you is being monogamous to you, being loyal to you. So guarantee you most of these girls that you're sleeping with, because you have a girlfriend. So that means these girls you're sleeping with, you're not really doing nothing for them. You're not really spending no real time with them. They don't really have no priority in your life. So you really cheating yourself. If you feel when it comes to cheating, if you feel like you would not want to end your relationship today and go sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. If you feel like you would hesitate to do that or like you don't want to do that, then you probably shouldn't be cheating. Okay. Cheating is like that having your cake and eating it too. So, you know, when it comes to, and this brings me into the next part I wanted to talk about in this, in this, um, segment, which is the whole, oh, men are not meant to be monogamous, uh, rhetoric that goes around, which is absolutely ridiculous because a man can be whatever he wants to be. Um, and before I go any further, I want to put it out there that I am a believer in polygamy. I am 100% a believer in polygamy. I've said this multiple times. However, I think that some of the Hotep Hefners have created this narrative that says, well, we're meant to be polygamous and we're not meant to be with one woman. And they've used that as a tactic to trick women into 
letting them not have to practice any form of self-control. Um, the, the ladies, the fact that, yeah, I, I'm not going to say y'all cause we're, we're unified as black women. I'm going to say the fact that we are out here stooping to the levels of suggesting or allowing our men to have multiple women, as long as they know that we're in the quote unquote main position, let's stop fighting it. It's like women are out here getting their asses done, having threesomes, taking care of men, doing all this to get a man as opposed to just being feminine, as opposed to just being a woman. Because y'all out here with five, y'all remember the episode I did about the $5,000 bodies? Everybody out here, man, and y'all know I'm I'm here in Atlanta, everybody got their body done. And the crazy thing is, is nine times out of ten, when you meet these girls with their body done, they ain't got no husband. Most of them, they got a bunch of kids by a bunch of different dudes, single, and still sleeping around. Like, I've talked about this before. Like, that's not what keeps the men. It's not what keeps the men. What keeps the men is dealing with mature men that have self-control. Okay, and that if they are going to entertain polygamy, that they got the money to back it up. Okay, but it's like regular dudes that it's like niggas. She got to bring something to the table. She got to she got to pay 50 50. But also, niggas, we're not meant to be with one woman. You can barely afford to take care of yourself. You barely making it take care of yourself and you want to take on more women and more children have several seats. On behalf of the man talking about you ain't meant to be monogamous, your pockets said you're meant to be monogamous, baby. Okay? You are no help to no woman with no money. I don't care what kind of God's gift to earth you think you are. If you ain't got the money, you ain't no help to your woman or to your family. Okay? So maybe in your mind you're not meant to be monogamous, but in your bank account you are. And I'm sorry, but I got to just put this out here because I'm tired. Ladies, you do not have to accept sharing no man. Then they say, oh, well, there's more men than women. That's not true. There's not more men than suitable women. A lot of these women out here, they, you know, they, they damage goods. They're not suitable to be nobody's wife. Okay, so there's very few women far in between that are truly ready for the commitment and the work it takes to be somebody's wife. The work, because too many of them think being somebody's wife is a fairy tale, and it's not. It's a job. It's a life. It's a job you sign on for for life. Okay, being a wife is my hardest job. Taking care of your husband is a serious obligation. Too many women, they don't want to put that work into being nobody's wife. So don't say that there's more women than men. Yeah, there's a bunch of trash women. Okay, so the trash women, they're not even up for that spot. So as long as you continue to conduct yourself with some class and be feminine, oh, you're going to get you a husband. Trust. Okay. Do not fall for that, ladies. You know, it's just, I, I especially see when ladies, when they get into their late 30s, 40s, some real desperate shit starts happening. Okay, because now... 
The narrative doesn't work anymore that the problem is all the men and not me. Okay. Oh, you know, it's cute when a woman is in her 20s and early 30s getting photographed in a wedding dress. It's cute and it's whimsical and it's sweet. A woman getting married in her 40s, it looks more so like about time. It's not cute. So when the women start to feel that, they start getting real desperate. And like I said, instead of being feminine, instead of, you know, not having a bunch of kids by niggas, their solution is, I'll just let him have other women. There's no point. What's the point of that? The whole point in marriage is to say, out of all these people in the world, baby, I only want you. My body is only for you. That is what makes marriage so sacred. Okay. Uh, that's just a no. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's just a no. On, we, we on both sides as men and women, we are both held accountable. Cheating will hurt your partner. Okay. Cheating will ruin your legacy. It ruins brands. It ruins your children's. It's not worth it, brothers. Y'all brothers need to listen. I'm going to say this again. You may not think you meant to be with one woman, but your bank account is. The purpose of man is to protect and provide. Okay. It takes almost a million dollars to raise a child throughout their lifetime because raising a child is not just buying diapers and formula when they're babies. We're talking about when they get older, paying for their education, starting businesses for them, you know, helping them when they get when, when they get married. We're supposed to be giving our children a, a bag when they get married to start off. These it take a lot of money to raise a single child, let alone multiple children, let alone multiple wives. Okay? Brothers, y'all are not where you need to be at financially yet. To even be considering that you cannot be monogamous. Because then you're only a poison infecting multiple women when you're going around slinging poverty penis. You're not a help to anyone going around making babies in different households. You are stepping out of your purpose. A man is meant to add to life, to protect life, to provide for life, not to drain the life out of all these children and all their moms. And then the brothers will say, well, it's okay. I can have multiple children and still be a good father. And what are you going to do? Especially when you have multiple children all over the place. Are you going to get a tour bus and take a tour bus every morning to wake your children up and say good morning? Are you going to take another tour bus around every night to tuck them all in the bed and say your prayers with all of them? No, there's no way that you as a man with multiple children in multiple households can say that you are really a 100% the best father you could possibly be. There's no way. And there's no way that all of your children are going to get 100% of you all day, every day. It's not happening. Someone's getting neglected. Someone's getting left out. You can trust and believe. Men that value their sperm are not going around giving it out to any and everyone. They're giving it to their wife and their household. They want to wake up to their children. Brothers cannot enable each other. Like, yeah, that monogamous stuff is hard, man. Yeah, I could have a baby. It's okay. I could still be a good father. Man, stop that. I ain't got to be married to a bit to be a good dad. Stop that. I'm, I'm hearing and seeing that way too much. Value your genes, king. 
Value your sperm, king. Stop giving it out to anyone who says, leave it in. And you like, okay. No. What the hell? Can't no just regular Joe off the street have your baby. You know what I mean? Respect yourselves. We we in the process of building and rebuilding as a people right now. Will we get to the point where black men are back balling and back on top and ready to take on multiple wives? I'm sure we will. I pray to God we get back into our golden ages like that. But it's not like that right now. Okay? And even if you got a little change, nine times out of ten, it's not enough for multiple women. You might got a little change to support your family. Your family will be straight. Your grandkids will be straight. But it's a different type of bag you got to have to really take on multiple wives. Okay? Man does what is appropriate. Okay. Man should bring abundance everywhere he goes. So if you're not able to bring that, you got to humble yourself and say, you know, would I like to have three women? Maybe. Can my bank account handle three women? No. So you need to be monogamous. Okay. And if y'all brothers don't want to be monogamous, be single. But y'all don't want to do that either because you know you need a woman. So since you know you need a woman, fellas, be faithful. It's not that hard. It's really not. The way you be faithful is you do what you need to do. What do you need to do? You need to make money. You need to eat. You need to drink water. These are things you need to do. Anything you do outside of that, you ain't have to do that. You went out your way to do that. Okay? If y'all want to know how to be faithful, this is how you do it. Mind your goddamn business. Okay? Go to work. Come home. All right. If it's not, if it's something that you can't do in front of your partner, don't do it. Okay. But we gotta, we gotta stop allowing brothers to make the excuses like, shoot, I'm a man. You a man? Okay. Well, then be a man. Okay. And, and hold your word that you made when you get into a relationship with someone that says, I wanna be with you and only you. All right. Um, I definitely want to start sharing more barbershop conversations because there'd be such juicy stuff going on. But I just had to touch on the whole cheating thing because it's just something that it gets brought up so much. And it's just something that really tears people apart. And we have to just address that. That's what we do on this show. Like we address what's really affecting us. So I wanted to talk about that this week. Uh, We are out of time. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, peace, love, and black power.